This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. One number one seed out. Another number one seed and a number two seed reeling. We'll discuss it next. On ESPN New York tonight at 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY. 98 underscore 7 FM along with Jake the Snake and Brian the Brain. We're here until midnight. Yeah. Then it's Freddie and Fitz on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, are you awake? Hello, Gordon. Wake up. I am awake, Larry. I am pumped up. I am ready to go. Uh, When does the football season start? Can we get the football season started uh, sometime this week? Forget about the draft. You mean mean it's not started yet? It seems like it. No. Since the last time I talked to you, we were talking draft. It's been so long. Yeah, no, I'm already moved on. Now my team has no draft picks for like the first two days. (laughs) So you don't care about the draft. I don't care about the draft. It's amazing how that works. It really is amazing how that works. But but I tell you, your team is still the talk. Everybody's talking about it. Keyshawn Johnson was talking about it this morning. We'll get his thoughts uh, in a couple of minutes. And, of course, Gordon, just like in tournament play, where Gonzaga gone. Gordon, Gonzaga gone again, this time in the, in the Sweet 16 round. Normally at least at least get to the Elite Eight. They're yeah, gone. they've been in the championship game a couple of times, have lost. Yeah. I mean, it is the one consistent thing about the NCAA tournament. Gonzaga, when was the first time Gonzaga broke your heart and busted your bracket? Uh, yeah, and, and the last time was about a half hour ago. <laughs> so they're, they're down. Arizona's struggling. They're down seven. And Duke is down. I'm sorry. Was there a smile on my face when I said Duke is down? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They always teach you in radio, you should always be smiling so that the, the audience can tell. I could tell that you were smiling right there, Larry. Duke was de- Duke is so desperate. <laughs> Let me tell you how desperate Duke is, Gordon. Duke is so desperate that one of their players knocked over the official and Coach K wanted the blocking foul. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're looking for any edge you can get, right? And I'll be honest with you. As bad as Duke fans might be, all those all those you know twenty one year old kids who are going to yes. be crying here in a little while, <laughs> um, you, you think that the organizer, you think the people that rely on the ratings for the NCAA, tur- you just lost Gonzaga, yeah, Arizona's in trouble, and now yes. the I mean the main storyline, I mean the main storyline has been St. Peter's, but yes. the other main storyline has been. Mike Shashevsky in his final go round. Yeah, and, absolutely. I mean, if you lose him at this day, not again, not in the championship, not in the nope. final four. Nope. Sweet sixteen. See ya. Before the elite eight. <laughs> Oof. Nothing elite about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it isn't. No, it isn't. But I, but I I would like to see them, you know, do as well as they can before they leave. <laughs> no, please, not. everyone, be quiet. <laughs> I want to do as well as they can before they leave. But most importantly. Like, that's an important bracket, but it's not the real important bracket. No. Because, no, the March movie mayhem bracket will be rolling in about two minutes. And, Gordon, I can't wait to see if we're going to have an upset there. Yeah, our number one seeds have held up far better. Yeah, they have. But the one that goes tonight has been, I think, probably the one that's been in the most trouble. So Mm. we shall see. Oh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, and of course, we'll talk about the mandate that's been lifted, and now baseball is back. All the players can play as long as they stay in this country. So we have a lot to do on ESPN New York tonight. Gordon and I return next on 98.7 ESPN. 
This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. So, Gordon, we decided to throw the Brian and I decided to throw the remix version on you. Yeah, you haven't heard this Romy. Yeah, I know. Ah, this is the remix version. Who is this? Teddy Pendergrass? No, this is, is this? Uh, the Three Winding Brothers. Okay, and uh, also the female vocals are the Clark Sisters in there, and that's All that's right. the that's the vocal version of the instrumental version that we normally play. Yeah, no, I, I saw that, but I, I, I never, I didn't, yeah. I didn't even know it had lyrics. Yeah, uh-huh, see yeah. that? That was yeah. actually Brian singing back at the studio. <laughs> yeah, that that I know is not. <laughs> I know that's not true. <laughs> Welcome back to ESPN New York tonight here on 9870 ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. A bunch of you on the phones already. The rest of you can join in and line up. So when we, listen, you guys know it's a short show, so we're going to be flying to the phones quick. But first, it is time. Oh, we're getting to it already, huh? Absolutely. This All is right, our time. No, no time to here waste. We go. Let's go. Bracket time, baby. All right, Larry, let me fire him up here. Obviously, it's the fourth region, final region, final four spots here. Our final four uh, matchups here. So let's uh, get to this region. Region number four, the number one seed, of course, is... Mom say that happiness is from magic rays of sunshine that come down when you're feeling blue. (laughs) (laughs) Well, folks, Mama's wrong again. (laughs) Mama's not wrong. Of course, that is Bobby Boucher. He is the number one seed. He will be facing off against the number eight, who is... I'm Teddy Powers, and I'm very upset with how I'm acting right now. I just have a very hard time expressing my emotions, and I can't stop from yelling. There you go. He tells you right away who he is. Kenny Powers. Eastside, uh, what is it? Eastside and Down? It's an HBO show. I, I, don't mm. really, I, I never really got into it. Got to be honest. Uh, but that's your first matchup. Number two matchup is with the number two seed hmm. in this region, who is... Because, uh, you know, there's a scene. I would think, I don't know, the guys have done an amazing job. Jake, Brian, Jacob, I would think that of all the sh- uh, movies and shows that they had to go through, the one that probably they had to be the most careful with was probably Major League. Is that is that fair to say? Major League mm-hmm. was definitely tough, and I was surprised at how many curse words, but... All of these characters, including Kenny Powers, you might have noticed that clip got cut a little short because after he was screaming, you know, a bunch of curse words came in. So this has to be the hardest part of this job, finding audio with no curse words. But Major League, yeah, a lot of curse words for sure. And, you know, I know that because as I've been telling you, Larry, I've been showing my son Jack, you know, Mm -hmm. some classic movies and Major League came on. And I'm thinking to myself, well, this is just a fun little romp baseball (laughs) comedy. And within the first five minutes, I'm like, oh, geez, this is real. I mean, it's a little salty on the language. So Uh, the number two seed is Ricky Vaughn, the wild thing. He will be going up against the number seven, who is. You're lucky my dad didn't kill you. Yeah. You're lucky I didn't kill him. I'm going to tell him you said that. Good. I want him to know. You guys got any ketchup? And that, of course, is Johnny Lawrence, originally from Karate Kid, now part of the Cobra Kai. So he's hero, he's villain, he's both things. He's trying to move on to the uh, Sweet 16 here. So, all right, now the number three seed, Larry. Yes. Still alive, and I think maybe might be the one that comes out of this whole region. The number three seed, of course, is... What started out as a joke has turned out to be a disaster. 
Creed appears to be in very serious condition. The man is alive. He dies. He dies. Yeah, I'm starting to think that we should have banned the Russians from this as well, but he's in there. He's Ivan Drago. He's going up against the number 11? The number 11 is... Prepare! We do not train to be merciful here. Mercy is for the weak. Here, on the street, in competition. A man confronts you, he's the enemy. An enemy deserves no mercy. Yes, that, of course, John Kreese from Cobra Kai and Karate Kid. And then that there's one last matchup in this region. It is between the number four, who is... After Benny pickled the beast, his reputation spread all over town. From then on, he was known as Benny the Jet Rodriguez. And the nickname stuck with him for the rest of his life. I will see if he sticks for the rest of this tournament <laughs> as he goes up against the number 12... Hell of a situation we got here. Two on, two out. You guys trailing by one in the ninth. You got a chance to be a hero on national television if you don't blow it. By the way, I saw your wife at three lounge last night. Hell of a dancer. You must be very, very proud. That guy she was with, I mean, I'm sure he's a close personal friend and all, but tell me, what was he doing wearing her panties on his head? I don't think this one has the distance. Yes, that, of course, Jake Taylor. That the final matchup in the final region of this round. And Larry, voting is now open. At Hardest ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM, I have retreated the poll numbers, so make sure you get on and vote. Love to see if we're going to have some uh, upsets in our bracket like we've had in the tournament so far. And, Gordon, I, I, can I make a prediction here? Yes, get well, please. I think uh, Drago goes down tonight. Really? I think Against so. John Kreese? I will see. I so. that, uh, that Cobra Kai series is very, very popular. It really is. And I, I, not that I don't understand why, but it's very, very popular because the, it's like, wh- who, who's who and what are you doing? <laughs> Before you were, you were this guy, now you're that guy. Before you were nice, now you're bad. Before you're bad, now you're nice. I mean, it's hard, Every- to, it's hard to keep track. Well, it's it's about flipping the script, right? You're, you're looking to flip the script in any way possible. And look, to me, Rocky Four is not that long ago. Rocky Four no. came out in 1985. I'm sure that there's some people in the audience who have, you know, not really. They didn't live. Maybe they've seen it, but they haven't. Mm-hmm. They didn't live through the Rocky series as much as uh, some of us have. So uh, we shall see. The voting is completely up to the public. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And I'm, and you know, so vote early and often. <laughs> Get those burner accounts out, you know. That's it. Absolutely. Make it make it interesting. Make it interesting. Uh, so, once again, at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Gordon, when we return, we'll turn our attention to the mayor of New York City, who all of a sudden is everybody's friend. <laughs> well, not everybody, but not most everybody. of the sports team's friend. And it begs the question just how powerful – is baseball in this town? We'll discuss it next on 98.7 ESPN. Today I signed emergency executive order 62, expanding the performance exemption to private employer mandates. This is about putting New York City-based performance on a level playing field. Day one, when I was mayor, I looked at the rule that stated hometown players had an unfair disadvantage 
for those who were coming to visit. And immediately, I felt we needed to look at that. But my medical professionals say, Eric, we're at a different place. We have to wait until we're at a place where we're at a low area and we can re-examine some of the mandates. We're here today. Just the same man that said, I'm not changing the thing. Gordon? Yeah, uh, it's kind of hard. I mean, he's a politician. It's he is. Uh, this is it's not tough. one side of the aisle or the other. There's no politician you can trust anything they say. I'm sorry, it's just not. I mean, we can be. Can we have real talk? Can we have some real talk? I mean, it's like I think the rule was ridiculous. I'm glad it's gone. I'm glad mm-hmm. we don't really have to talk about it after like tonight. Yes, but hallelujah. The idea that something now is all of a sudden in a good spot that we can get rid of it. It seems very random and arbitrary, to be quite honest. It does. It really does. It's ESPN New York tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. Hardesty and Damer with you until midnight. And listen, Gordon, let, let's face it. Uh, we knew it was a bad move. We understood it. So to come back now and say, well, you know, I looked at it. And I mean, what are we doing? I mean, you know, this is well, whatever. Here's the bottom line which is real interesting to me. And somebody tweeted this to me and I'm, I'm looking on my timeline and something's going on. I can't figure out the person's name, but they tweeted it to me about three or four days ago. And they were like, you know, boy, Gordon, Randy Levine's a pretty powerful guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> he rolls up in there and yep. they, are, they, they find a way to play. Let's make a deal. And now, and, and I was listening to Brandon Nimmo who was asked. And the first thing out of his mouth was now Kyrie can play. Well, yeah. Kyrie's a martyr. It's unbelievable. Kyrie Irving is now a martyr in this town uh, because of, of the mandate situation. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Yankees are – I just saw a thing that came up on my timeline about the most valuable teams in Major League Baseball, yeah, according to Forbes. And the Yankees are worth $6 billion. So, yeah, I mean, people that are high up within the Yankees organization, uh, an organization that's worth an estimated $6 billion, they're going to have some swing, especially with politicians, I'm sure. Especially with poly- six billion dollars, huh? Yeah, and you guys yeah. can't get a, a, that, 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 a short, you, you shortstop. You can open a lot of doors with that. <laughs> yeah, but you can't get you the shortstop, right? You. Yeah. <laughs> Spend some of that money, Gordon. Spend some of that six billion dollars. No, no, no. We have to. We we're gonna get by with IKF at shortstop. <laughs> can we put Randy Levine on that one? <laughs> can we get the? Is it too late? He's on a roll. Maybe, yeah, maybe, you know, he's, he's the a- guy to go to. Listen. He just saved a lot of people that may now actually go to the stadium because they know they have a chance to see some real players on the field. So now maybe ticket sales will get a boost again. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I think I'm glad that the issue is over with. I'm sure it's not over with for, for everybody because I'm right. sure the front pages of the papers tomorrow will be about how the athletes are getting a waiver, but the, yes. the, the common people, people you know, who work uh, you know, nine to five jobs, they didn't get that, and a lot of them have been fired, and uh, so it's it's a, it's an unfair thing there. But um, I, I'm just glad that it's now no longer an issue, and I can anything that I can have in my life, so I can just put on a sports game, and I don't have to think about it. That's all. I'm, I'm just looking for some some escapism, some entertainment, and to watch Duke lose to Texas Tech. Is that too much to ask, Larry? Uh, no, I'm, that's what I'm asking for. <laughs> so I'm right with you. <laughs> and right now, uh, Texas Tech is up four, just as they start a little. Under 16 minutes left, so they're just on the way in the second half. And at halftime, number one seed, Arizona, down to uh, Houston by the score of 34 to 28, Houston, the fifth seed. Gordon, I was listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Mm-hmm. You know, they follow DPH on Rothenberg. I do know that. Featuring the uh, the bracket, the, the, the host of sadness or whatever that, that bracket is that they mm-hmm. have there. Um, and they're on from five to eight. And 
Keyshawn Johnson said something really weird about Tyreek Hill not coming no, to the Jets. No, no, oh, okay. Yeah, here's what he had to say. All right. They weakened the draft status this year of the Miami Dolphins, made them spend money on a receiver that they now got to figure out how to utilize, given the fact that Tua's not the quarterback probably, according to Mike Tannenbaum, in the future. So I think the Jets, mm-hmm. by not getting Tyreek Hill, was a smart deal on their part because they're not ready to win like that right now. Tyreek Hill is a special player that needs to be on a team that's ready to win. All right, so I understand his point from the Jets' standpoint, Gordon, about not ready to win, but Miami's ready to win? <laughs> well, I mean, like, yeah, okay, maybe the Jets are not ready to be a, a playoff team. Maybe they're not ready to win a Super Bowl, but, like, he helps you win games. Like, do you mm-hmm. still do you want to win? Like, this idea that the Jets aren't ready to win, like, shouldn't you be trying to win? Isn't mm-hmm. that the goal? Now, at the end of the day, there was nothing that could be done here. So it's not right. on the Jets. It's not on Joe Douglas. But this... This contortionist—I don't—they're Jet fans and 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 media are like contorting themselves into such positions to come up with a reason why this is good for the Jets to have not gotten a star player who we can all admit is as unique an NFL player as there is, especially if you if you rule out the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what people are talking about. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy him. In, in, how how in they're going to teal. get to utilize Tyree Kill? They're going to toss him the ball three yards away, and he's going to run the field. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's he had the fourth. You. He had the fourth most receptions within two seconds of the snap, and the the, the person who was third on that list this past season was Jalen Waddle. Mm-hmm. So they, they have a plan to, to – now, look, are there downsides? Of course. You're spending a ton of money on the guy. The next three years, you're paying a boatload of money. He has a little bit of a checkered past. It's football. Anybody can get hurt. You gave up a bunch of draft picks. But that's not what anybody is pointing to. People are pointing to, well, you know what? It's better off. You're better off without him. <laughs> what? <laughs> the Jets are better off without arguably the best receiver in football. I don't know what the hell people are talking. People have lost their minds, Larry. That's the only. That's the only way I can describe it. People have lost their minds. They love Miami. They they love that he's with you. They love oh, that, it. I, I, they love I, it. I'll be honest with you. I was the person last night who said it will not work. That something will go wrong. I am. I'm fully bought into the fact that something will go wrong. You're not feeling better. You're not. You haven't no, changed no. a little bit after you're hearing this, no. this stuff. Here? No, you still no. think so. I, I, I've lived it too long, Larry. My, I, my eyes have seen too much. I've lived too many experiences where the the big hot guy went to Miami and it was going to work for this reason. It was going to mm-hmm. work for that reason. It never works. I understand that. I, I've accepted it. That's my lot in life. So be it. Well, you but, never know. It could change. Yeah, I, I mean, he is as exciting a player There's as no there question. is. No question. And, and here's the thing. If it turns out that the Dolphins can't utilize him next year, well, then you know for sure that Tua Tungavailoa is not going to be the quarterback. They still have two number one picks the following year, mm-hmm. and they will still have a ton of cap space the following year. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know what people are talking I mean, I, I don't really see how anybody could make the argument that my, I'm, I'm so glad our team didn't get arguably the best wide receiver in the sport. If I were a Jet fan, I'd want him on my team. Of course, I mean, of course. I'm just you, I'd want him on my team. He he's a big, he is a big play guy. 
who takes the top off defenses. That's what you want. Yeah. I mean, for the all the arm talent that Zach Wilson has, you're telling me that he wouldn't be – Tyreek Hill wouldn't be – people wouldn't – Jet fans wouldn't be excited oh. sitting at MetLife watching that guy run all over the field and catching passes and Absolutely. beat – Absolutely. I don't know. There's no again, question. Yeah. No question. I would be. 1-800-919-3776. Mike is in the Bronx. Mike, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, what's up, boys? Thanks for taking the call. Hey, Mike. First of all, uh, go Nova. Uh, but second of all, with all the uh, with all the moves that you know that, that are going on in the NFL, listen, Tyreek Hill didn't want to be here anyway, so us Jets fans have to find way to a way to cope. Um, but my question is more about is is this good for the sport? You know, we're, we're seeing more moves than ever in the NFL. It's looking more like the NBA. Um, there's more parity in a way than there's ever been, uh, or at least in a long time. Um, what do you guys think? Is this good for the sport or, or is this turning into something that might be harmful overall? Mike, it's good for the players. And, and I think in the sport where players put their bodies on the line as much as these guys do, and thanks for the phone call, and you have, as Gordon loves to say, contracts are not really worth the, the paper they're written on. Uh, I think it's good that they have options to make some money in the sport, Gordon, we're still, I mean, look, we talk about Tom Brady. We know about Aaron Rodgers. We talk about players who have been in the league a long time. That's not the most of the league. Most of the league, it was a four years average of a playing career. So if you have the ability to make some money with what you do and put your body on the line, I think, it, I think it's a good thing from that standpoint for the players. And here's where I think it's also pretty good for the owners, Gordon, is that it gives you the opportunity to bring a superstar like this to your town, which allows you to change the fortunes of your team in an eye blink. And that's always good. I have not heard many fans, if any fans, complain about the amount of movement that's gone on. And we take calls, all the shows take calls, and all the I bring this up from time to time. All the calls are not golden. Some people bring up some really weird things. But I don't think I've heard a single call saying, you know what, I'm really sick of all these exciting moves coming down in the NFL. <laughs> now, if it, if it ever became a thing where, like, guys kept leaving a certain organization or certain organizations and only wanted to go to one or two teams, then I could see people being like, you know, this is ridiculous. You're trying to build an organization and guys you draft and you think you're going to build, build around them and then they want to leave to go to New York or L.A. or whatnot. But it doesn't really seem that that's the case. I think, I think the movement, especially the quarterback movement, it, it t- has taken a, an already pit, pretty popular product and has just taken it over the top. I mean, this offseason has been as exciting as any I can remember. There's no question about it. Now, the only issue you have, Gordon, is, and it's not the movement, it's who moved. And that's with Deshaun Watson and all the stuff that has surrounded him. So you, you've, and even you haven't heard a lot about that negative. You've heard some people talk about it, but not, not overly sensitive. But otherwise, to be honest, that's the only negativity that you've heard. If anything, people are like, how come baseball's not like this? Exactly. <laughs> you know? how, yeah. how, that's why I think the other sports should be trying. Look, the NBA does a pretty good job of it mm-hmm. when it's their time for the offseason. Yes. But no, but no, nothing is like what this NFL, I mean, no. big star, future Hall of Fame players, changing teams, Super Bowl winners, all pros. And it feels like a lot of times the thing I think I like best, it's just come out of nowhere. Yeah. 
right? Like yeah. Tyreek Hill uh, uh, Wednesday, it was it wasn't even mentioned up until Wednesday, and then it was like, oh, he's going to be leaving, and he's going to go to the Jets and the Dolphins, and then within like a span of ninety minutes, oh, he's going to Miami. Yeah, I mean, that was wait. amazing. Yeah, that was incredible. <laughs> he didn't stretch it out. No. Well, we're still waiting to see where Tyreek Hill is going. He's like, I want to go to Miami. You know, it's very simple. I've, and I heard the cut. Uh, his audio played at the press conference today on the K-Show, uh, Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 on 98.7 ESPN. And he, you know, he was like, listen, <laughs> I come down here. I like the lifestyle here. I'm coming here. You know, I got a chance to be here all the time. No tax, sunny weather. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I, my cold weather days in Kansas City are over. Well, I, I mean, can you blame him, right? No. I mean, he, he, like, he lives in the area. His trainer's in the area. His agent's in the area. It's a, a great place to, to live. It's a great place to not pay state taxes. Now, when yeah. the actual games start, he might feel differently. <laughs> no, he won't. He, got, uh, he may feel differently, Gordon, but when the check comes. Then, right, like, every, uh-huh. every two weeks. <laughs> at I'm payday, good. every two weeks, it's going to all of a sudden going to fix a lot of ills. I, I wish we could win more if that's the case, but you know what? I made more than I made in Kansas City. <laughs> and and Gordon, I've got a ring. So that, you know, that takes a little edge off of it. I've got a ring. Even though, as I said last night, I still believe that, you know, he it doesn't mean that he doesn't want to, you know, prove that he's still to still good. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't he doesn't want to to to, to just say, well, okay, I'm just going for the money. He's gonna put out, he's gonna play the best he can. There's no question about that. But, you know, listen, it's nice to have options. That's all I'm gonna say. It's yeah. nice to and, have options. And how often in baseball, even when there, there is a big deal, it, it feels like it takes forever, right? There's yeah, always this report and that report. Is he going here? Is he going there? Yep. The NFL ones is like, bang. And as soon as you get used to that one, boom, here's another one. Bang, here's another one. So it's been, uh, I think it's been a great offseason. And I don't know that the NFL can be any bigger than it is already, but. They're trying. They're trying. <laughs> they're darn right, they're Larry. Trying. They are trying. How close, how close were you to, yeah. to picking the Jets? Yeah. How close was I? Who? The Jets? <laughs> uh, nah, man. Look, man. It's, it's a lot. Of, I, I'm, I don't even want to get into all that. I knew I was going to pick Miami no matter what, man. Who? It's in New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. That's your new number one receiver there, Gordon Damer. Yeah. Well, I mean, doesn't he have to kind of say that, though? Like he's in Miami and he's meeting with the Dolphin media. You know, he can't say, "Oh, yeah, I was really interested in the Jets too." I mean, he has to say, "Oh no, I was never going to the Jets. I was, I, I was definitely going to my. I love Miami. This is where I want to be." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Well, anyway, he did so. <laughs> right, <laughs> he did. No that's true. It. Man he of did. his word. So that he, he's a man of his word. That's for sure. Here's another man of his word. Buddha in the Bronx. He's next on seven. Freedoms is something you believe in. Freedoms is something you stand for. They're not something you sit for. Nike 22 Freedoms. I'm Kyrie Irving, and I support this shoe. <laughs> you know, you know, the coming. I was wondering where you, you know were going is, with baby. this. You know it's coming. You know that commercial's coming. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know what was a better show today. The, the one at City Field or the one with Zion Williamson. I mean, listen. Mayor Adams, God bless you. I love you, man. I mean, we all know what it is. Once baseball got involved, that's 162 games. You think they were going to lose that money 
lose that betting money, all these agreements they got. I mean, NBA, we love you to death, but, you know, you know your place. <laughs> <laughs> You're not every day. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then I'm looking at Zion Williamson, man. I mean, you know, you know, in the video, it, it was a nice dunk and everything. The boy is definitely 300 and something pounds. I mean, <laughs> I haven't seen a rump that big since my father had that Jet magazine with Lola Falana. <laughs> you know, it, I mean, I, I'm going to tell you something, man. The, the, the niggas do that move. We're worrying about mm-hmm. editing cuts for the March movie Mayhem. Here comes Buddha oh, just my God. tearing it all down. <laughs> Listen, the Knicks, the Knicks make that move, which you know that they are going to. It's going to happen. That is going to be an absolute disaster. I mean, you know, I hate to say it, man. You know, you know as a Jets fan, and, and I, I feel the Knicks fans' pain, but, like, when you see the Tyreek Hill stuff, you know, and all of this stuff that goes on, you know, realistically, man, it's not going to happen for either one of those teams via trade, via disgruntled uh, player, buy anything. What's going to have to happen is you're going to have to keep getting those high picks, and eventually you're going to have to hit on one of them. Hopefully Zach Wilson is the guy. A lot of my stomach tells me he's not, but we'll see what happens. And, you know, they acquired all those picks, like you said, Gordon. They've got all this cap space. And you know what happens? Basically, the next regime who takes over, they're going to reap the success of that because these guys are not going to survive this. Tibbs ain't surviving here much longer than a year. Robert Caesar Sauer, nice guy, motivator. He ain't surviving here past another two years. And finally, we'll be out of the uh, the Joe Douglas, uh, you know, Ozzie Newsome coattails regime. I mean, please. I hear you, Buddha. Thanks for the phone call. Oh, my God. Buddha just. <laughs> yeah, he just nuked it, right? I mean, he just did. Yeah. Oh, God. I agree with him. I think that that that, that Zion is somebody that the Knicks have always kind of had their eye on. And, and He's auditioning, I, right? And unlike and like so many others, I think Zion actually has a has an eye on on the Knicks. So mm-hmm. uh, we shall see. Yeah, we shall. We shall. It's clear that he wants to be here. Listen, I didn't know his foot was. The, just think if he lost weight, how good he would be. Yeah, I was wondering why the uh, the the floor when he made that dunk, the floor kind of like vibrated in a way. Like, I thought at first it was just the person holding the camera. No, it was the actual arena that was was moving. Yeah, I, he has such athleticism it's that so if he cool. ever got healthy, oh. he 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 might be able to just kind of live off that for a period of time. But if you're talking about somebody you're going to build around for the future about their career, forget even the injuries. Just his body type. That that's uh, unless he really starts taking things seriously, which he is not so far. It doesn't seem. That's not good. And if he no. is taking it seriously right now, that's even worse. Yeah. Right. Like if this is the size he is and taking it, se- it would almost be better if he's not taking it seriously. At least you can maybe someday take it seriously. I don't know. I mean, can you imagine you're you're the Pelican front office? You're like, he's dunking, right? When did, when was, when did, who gave him permission to even jump? <laughs> well, one what thing I know, he, he won't be with the Pelicans for all that much longer. No, Nobody stays no, with the Pelicans. No, no. I mean, that's just, no. a, that's what I'm talking about with like the NFL. If it ever became a scenario where there was one organization, they get, keep getting players and, and they keep leaving and they don't want to be there. That that's I think, the Pelicans. Would, yeah, that's the Pelicans of the NBA for sure. Nobody's going to stay there. The, the highlight of Zion's time there was when they'd won the draft lottery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything since then has been downhill. It's been downhill. And and listen, and he was he didn't want to go there then. 
No, of course not. He was just like, oh, Ugh, gotta New go York, live here for three years. Yeah, oh, God. As soon as he got there, oh, no wonder Anthony Davis left. No wonder Chris Paul left. <laughs> you know, it's like, yep. it's rough. It's rough. Texas Tech with a one-point lead over Duke, 945 left to go in the game. Close game, which is good for Texas Tech. You know, all you got to do is hang around, Gordon. You just hang around and uh, try to be there at the end and make some plays. You know, they're three seed. Uh, you know, Duke is a two seed, very well coached. You know, I'm, you know, you know how I feel about Duke, but mm-hmm. I respect them. I respect their coach. I respect what they they bring to the table. As a successful, they're smoozing a referee over there now. The referee laughing. Right. You know, you, you never. Why doesn't Tibbs do that? <laughs> yeah, no. Tibbs has a different a different strategy. Well, look, you know, for Gonzaga to be out, I'm sure all the conversation tomorrow is going to be why does this keep happening to them? Yeah. Uh, Is it, you know, a lot of people will blame that the conference they play in, they don't get tested during the course of the year. I would just like to kind of bring it back to what we talked about before the tournament started. The Mm -hmm. tournament, the format of the tournament is not to find who's the best team. It's to have the most exciting playoff that you can, the one and done, right? In in Mm -hmm. in one month span, you have have to win, what is it, six or seven games to win the championship. So I think it's pretty clear that Gonzaga is the best team, mm-hmm. but the best team doesn't always win in any sport, and the format of the NCAA tournament makes it even more of, um, uh, of a crapshoot that when you get into the tournament, you have one bad performance, and that was the case tonight. Arkansas yeah. is a terrible three-point shooting team. It seemed like they – I don't know what the final numbers were – they're 314th in the nation during the regular season, but tonight they just kept chucking up threes and they kept going mm-hmm. in. So, uh, and they just, Gonzaga had it at five. The deficit was five consistently in the second half, and they could never break that, but they could never pop that bubble of five. They just could not get it any lower than that. So uh, they are gone once again, and it seems like it's the one consistent thing about the tournament every single year. Gonzaga is going to break your heart, and they certainly did for their fans tonight. It's, it's such a styles make fights tournament that you can be better but if you play a team that just they they can do that night, what, that night where you're you're a not on and b the one thing you don't really do well they defend you're going home <laughs> that's how it goes and so when you look at Gonzaga Gordon they are repeatedly a team that's built for the regular season they're not built for the tournament in the sense of you know they just because of the way, like you said, the tournament structure, they're not built for that tournament where if they have a bad night, they can't survive it. They just, they, they're, they're kind of front court heavy. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so sometimes their guards, if the guards have a bad night, it, they struggle. So that's what happens. And listen, give Arkansas some credit too, because defensively they play them real well. And you're at the mercy in a lot of ways, and it shouldn't be this way, but it's true. You're at the mercy of the officials. If you're a team that's a finesse team and you get a, an official crew that's calling, that's allowing the opponent to be physical, you got problems. You got yeah, problems. And, and the kid Holmgren got some, I mean, to me, some ticky-tack fouls early on. He was in foul trouble right away. And Arkansas, I just took a look, they were 7 of 25 from three. So they weren't in any great shakes. They shot no. 28%. But uh, Gonzaga, who is pretty good from three, Shot twenty three percent, so yeah. <laughs> it was uh, it was not their night. They shot thirty seven uh, percent for the night. So Arkansas, mm-hmm. I, you know that they were going to bring defense. They play with Absolutely. you know their defensive team. 
Uh, and they can get out and run, and they can rebound, but their offense is not their strong suit, and threes is not their strong suit. But they were able to shut down Gonzaga when they needed to, and uh, they go on for the win. And they were able to hit key buckets and key moments. And, and Absolutely. That's what you got to do in the tournament. Absolutely. That's, that's how you do. You may, you may be closer. I mean, look at Duke. I mean, you know, with all the jokes I have about them, they went over a stretch of seven minutes, almost eight minutes in the first half, and scored four points on two dunks. And right now they're down one. I mean, you know, if Texas Tech could have gotten anything during that time and put mm-hmm. some runs together, they've at least got Duke sweating a little bit with an 8-10 to 10 point lead. Easily. Well, Duke was Duke was down uh, against Michigan State. What were they down? Yes. Five with five minutes to go, and then they go That's on right. the twenty-five run, and yeah. uh, they, 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 they that was their best stretch of basketball in quite some time. Absolutely. So they're going to need another one of those here to uh, kind of close this out. I mean, it, w- w- I, d- I didn't see what the score was. It looks like it was a one-point game. Yeah, one point. Game, yeah, one point or, yeah. At one point when they went to the break there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mean you're, you're up? What, you got a different uh, service? No, no, it's the same service. They're tipping oh, okay. off in a few minutes. I have the ticker <laughs> tape in the corner. It's it's printing out as we go. You know, I went to get gas today, Larry. You'll appreciate uh-huh. oh, this. Oh, oh my! No. I, 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 I had the window up. You know, I'm in Jersey, so they pump it for you. And I, I had the window up. I said, I thought I heard something outside. I could have sworn it was like one of those auctioneers. Five, six, or six, or six, seven. Six. I'm like, oh my god! I looked at the thing. I said, I, I didn't. I wasn't that low. Wow, it's outrageous. I, I feel like I should at least get a show for this amount of money. It was outrageous, Gordon. Here's what I do now. Half is now empty. Yeah. Half a tank is now empty. You mm-hmm. got to fill it up at half, Gordon. Otherwise, you'll be broke. Well, what I'm doing, I've, I've now made a new thing, and this is something that I've done in the past. I go to, you know, I go to Costco to get my gas. It's okay. The closest place to the cheapest place. Mm-hmm. So you pull up, and I mean, there's people there all day long. It's just the, the guys that work there. God bless them. I mean, they're just yeah. they're just going the whole. There's always cars. There's, they have one guy just directing traffic to get into the place. It's so it's it's such chaos. So you pull up and you you get your gas and they you know they open up the tank and they close the tank and then they give you the receipt and a lot of times people don't want the receipt. Mm-hmm. Right now, I definitely don't want the. I said, don't you give that to me. I don't want to know what it was. I want to forget this as quickly as it happened. Uh, I don't want any record of this. And what happens is you're sitting there, and you're like, oh my god, I ju- I can't imagine how much this is going to be. Right. And if I had to pay yet? in cash, I'd have to bring like the briefcase that you have the, the handcuff on it. And, and just guard. hand that over to the guy. And the guard. Yeah. Just in yeah. case. Oh, guess the briefcase from Pulp Fiction. That's the one I need. That's the one you need. Yeah. That's the one you need. And, you know, Samuel and John Travolta in the backseat <laughs> wouldn't be a bad deal. <laughs> right. Right. Just in case. Just in case. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.